0: Hey everyone i'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in boise weekly's annual best of boise contest and while it's an honor to be nominated i have to admit it would be even more fun to win if we've helped you connect to the city you love go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by may 23rd thanks boise
1: Today on CityCast Boise, lots of cities have a food that defines them. Chicago has deep dish, Cincinnati has that weird spaghetti chili, but what about Boise? Jocelyn Robertson and Blake Hunter are with me, and we're sharing our picks for the Treasure Valley's official regional food, even if we have to invent it ourselves. It's Tuesday, June 27th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Blake. Hi, Jocelyn. Hi. Hey, Emma. So, Jocelyn, you had this idea for an uh, an episode after stumbling across this regional food site that claimed Idaho has a regional food dish known as the Idaho Super Tuber. Please walk (laughs) us through this absolute monstrosity.
0: Well, as one does, one goes down a rabbit hole in the internet, and I was searching around, not looking for Idaho regional foods, but for just regional foods in general, and I came across this posting that said uh, that the Idaho SuperTuber, which is an Idaho hot dog consisting of a skinless hot dog that is baked inside a hollowed-out potato... This concoction is then split open and topped with chives, bacon bits, and sour cream. And only Idaho famous Idaho potatoes should be used when preparing this unusual yet tasty snack. So what I was wondering was <laughs> what we're all wondering. <laughs> has <I assume. laughs> anybody ever heard of this? I mean, I grew up in Idaho, I've been around Idaho, I have Idaho friends. I've never heard of this. I've never seen it on a menu. Yeah, who made this? Yeah. This is how is, not... is this a, how is this a top regional food for our state?
1: Yeah, we're all we all grew up here. We've all spent a lot of time in Idaho. I have never heard of this. The logistics of it sound really difficult. How do you bore a hole through a yeah. gigantic potato big enough to fit a hot? Uh, also, a the skinless hot the dog. The skinless yeah, adds a whole other layer to it for me. A skinless—it's <laughs> so creepy. It's very Buffalo Bill. I don't care for any of it. I also just—I don't under—I don't understand what that would do. So then your potato is hot dog
0: flavored. Right, it's baked inside a hollowed out potato, but then you just split it open, and there's the hot dog. Why wouldn't you just like bake a potato and then put a hot dog on it? If you really wanted that hot dog, like an eight year old, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, (laughs)
1: yeah. (laughs) I'm I was genuinely like curious. I want to try it because I want to know is there something we're missing? You know,
0: are we wrong? Uh, You're both shaking your head, but uh... I think we're good.
2: I think we're good.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: So I did think it was really interesting because so many places have a food that's associated with them, that they're famous for, that they have festivals around, that, like, if you visit there, everybody's like, oh, you have to try, you know, a Philly cheesesteak from such and such a place. You know, there's Cincinnati chili, Chicago deep dish, buffalo wings, Nashville hot chicken. And then what is Boise's best yeah. food. I couldn't think of like what would be associated with us specifically and known outside of the area. And when I searched around, I really didn't have much luck in figuring out what food defines our region. There was a couple of references to finger steaks being mm-hmm. invented yeah. here. Yeah. But I don't know about you. I don't frequently eat finger steaks, not even maybe once a year. I do frequently
1: eat them. I'll be honest. (laughs) I actually do frequently eat finger steaks. I don't. But I also feel like I wouldn't push for it to be our regional food because I get that there. It's not very good. Okay, it's like, in fact, when I've explained what a finger steak is to someone from out of town, they're like fried. So it's just like battered and fried steak.
0: And you're like, yeah. Okay, but finger sized. (laughs) I don't know that good is a prerequisite for a regional food because frequently regional foods are fried and fatty, cheesy. They tend to be like foods that you would have at a fair or that you would serve at an outdoor festival or something like that. Well, okay. What would be
1: I don't want it to be potatoes. OK, what's your pick for a Boise official regional food? And just because everywhere I've ever traveled, even people from like Japan are like, oh, Idaho potatoes. And you're like, ah, it's always drives me a little crazy that that's what we're known for. So I don't want to pick a potato dish for our regional Boise regional food. But do you have do both of you
0: have a pick that you would say? Well, I did a a survey, an informal survey of Boise downtown restaurants. To get some idea of some things that show up frequently, almost always on the menu were street tacos, fish and chips, some kind of wings, a hummus plate. God, how sad! Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. the Boise hummus hummus plate. I mean, I love hummus. I adore hummus, but (laughs) we don't deserve that. (laughs) You know, like a pulled pork sandwich. Pulled pork sandwich frequently. We love to doll up a mac and cheese. There's obviously always a burger, usually with a brioche bun. And then caramelized Brussels sprouts, I think, are a trend food. But they're on a lot of menus right now. Mm -hmm. When I think about what I would share with people if they were visiting, I think top of my list would be croquettas. That would be top of my list. Yeah. Yeah. Croquettas for sure. I know you're not up for any kind of potato incarnation but tater tots Mm. i feel like can be presented in a lot of different formats you can really you can elevate them they're a little different than say just fries i don't think we can claim fries as much as i love fries anything with huckleberry maybe although is that more boise or is that more like
1: idaho mm -hmm. mccall could maybe claim that you know hmm.
0: the only other thing that is I think, associated with Idaho regional foods, and this is specifically because it was invented to be such a thing, was the ice cream potato, which was invented by Chef Lou yeah. at Westside Drive-In. Right. That's probably it, right? Probably I the mean, ice cream probably, potato yeah. or finger steaks. Blake, do you have a different one?
2: I kind of like the tater tot take just because that was mm-hmm. those were invented in Ontario, right?
0: I think so. I think they were invented by the Orida Simplot yeah. conglomerate.
2: Yeah. So I like I like that take.
1: So as usual, just riding along on Ontario's yeah. coattails <laughs> yeah. of like, thank you so much thanks, for the weed and thanks the potato for the weed tats. and the tater tots. <laughs>
2: yeah. They go so well together. Um, but yeah, I I think that one it's maybe one that I wish we could claim is kind of like some sort of trout dish or something based around fish, but I just, I just don't think we have it. But yeah, I do think that like as much as we don't want it to be a potato dish, I I mean, like, do people outside of other cities like Nashville or like, you know, Chicago deep dish, like, do they, do they love that that's what they're known for? Like that that's the first thing that people think of when they think of their food? Maybe, maybe not. And so, I, I feel like maybe this is actually one of those things where we don't get to decide that it's a potato because it just is a potato. You, we <laughs> can, we can potato argue over what dog. it what kind <laughs> of potato.
1: I think using the criteria you're both sort of saying here, I think I will go back to finger steaks because like I I imagine Cincinnati is like kind of embarrassed of being known for Cincinnati chili, which if you haven't had is spaghetti noodles with chili on top. And cheddar cheese. And cheddar cheese.
2: Is it really?
1: Yeah. And most yeah, people I know... Yeah, I'll take
2: potato. With that, yeah. with that <laughs> you know knowledge, we'll I'll take potato. potato. Potatoes yeah. way better than that. But yeah, finger steak. Okay. Most
1: of the people I know in Cincinnati are like, I do not like Cincinnati chili. I don't eat yeah. it. So I feel like the finger steak is probably a pretty good... And every kind of... Like lots of restaurants have their own take on it. You know, Fancy Freeze has one. West Side has a very good finger steak. You know, you can obviously get the originals at the torch, you know. So, uh, okay. Okay. Okay we got some good uh, official choices there. (laughs) Many cities are famous for like a specific hot dog preparation, you know, like the Chicago dog is very different, uh, you know, than the Cincinnati hot dog or um, what's another city with a hot dog?
0: I'm from Tucson uh, and we have what they call a Sonoran dog, which is a hot dog wrapped in bacon then grilled then you put crema and salsa fresca and pickled jalapenos and sometimes beans and cheese and they actually do have like rivalries between restaurants and uh street vendors producing different sonoran dogs so i want that for us i want rivalries. i, I want
1: people to be fighting over who has the voice best boise dog so if right. you if you were designing this boise dog what would you put on it
0: so for me, I think that I would bring in either, it, it would have some element of a chorizo, either the Mexican or the vast chorizo. We are a top producer of onions in this state, mm-hmm. and onion seed. So I feel like maybe grilled onions. When I go to Hawks games, they have, you know, a hot dog stand there. You can just get a regular hot dog, but they also have this thing called a killer kielbasa, which has, it's a smoked sausage that has uh, grilled onions and peppers. It is so delicious. Mm. I would want our hot dog to be really delicious. So I feel like it needs to have more flavor, not just like using that standard hot dog for a vehicle. Like I want the actual hot dog meat part (laughs) to have more flavor. So maybe some chorizo flavoring in it. Okay. All right. What about you, Like,
2: Yeah, I... I think I would go along with kind of the take of like the grilled onion vibe. We have kind of an advantage over other cities in that we have just like such a strong agricultural like economy here. And so we can rely on a few more like fresh things. But I don't know, Jocelyn, I, that, that sounds really good to me. I, li- I like your idea there. Emma, what about you?
1: Hear me out, OK? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I haven't thought this through really thoroughly, but combining a lot of the elements of what we've spoken about— I, I, like you said, I want to do a nod to our Basque heritage. I want to do a nod to our Latinx farm worker heritage. I want to do a nod to our finger steak. So a beef hot dog, a Hall's brand beef hot dog with a, instead of a regular bread bun, a croquetta, a long skinny croquetta situation that then you cut open and you put. Yeah, you guys are raising your eyebrows. But just like I said, hear me out. It's you got like a a creamy, crunchy bun situation. Hot dog goes inside. Uh, You put tater tots on one side and elote on the other and then grilled onions on top. Hmm.
2: What eat? What (laughs) eat? What eat? Might be bad, but what eat?
0: We should try. I think we should try it. I think I might have (gasps) just invented something. Okay, so I have an idea, which is riffing off of that, which is what if we did a pigs in a blanket situation Mm -hmm. So, like a smaller hot dog piece that is in a croquetta. Oh. So it's, (laughs) and it could be maybe a potato croquetta, like a Mm -hmm. potato croquette. And so it would be a combination hot dog, croquetta, tater tot.
1: I like this. That was my other thought was like you could do a prono pup because I do feel like prono pups, I know it's just a corn dog, but they're like the best corn dogs. And I thought maybe you could do a pronto pup, like corn dog situation, but with a tater tot breading yeah, instead of, sense. yeah, instead of uh, like that might be really tasty actually. And
2: I do feel like that would hold up better than like the croquetta kind of I, I don't know what you, how you were describing like the bun the situation bun that i yeah. just
1: invented that is definitely probably not physically possible yeah <laughs> what about unique pizza toppings something you can only find in boise i will say i hate th- this is the one i decided i was okay going full potato on because a couple places in town do a ricotta very thinly fi- thinly sliced potato with uh you know, purple onions. And I always really think that's good. I like that on a pizza. And that feels kind of regional, you know, potato on pizza. Not everybody's doing that.
2: I agree. I think that there have been a few different pizzas that I have had where like, yeah, I don't know. I I kind of resisted trying them just because it's like, I don't want potato on everything, but they're actually pretty good.
0: Yeah, pretty tasty.
2: So, yeah, I'm with you there.
0: So Brick's Craft House makes a pizza that's called the Local Boy, and it has elk sausage on it, which I thought was interesting to introduce maybe some game Mm -hmm. um, into. The Wilder has a pizza that has the potatoes, like you were mentioning, and it has rosemary and sage, which I feel like sage is a super Western Idaho ingredient. Then the front door makes the Irish Idahoan, which has steak, potato, bacon, cheddar, green onions, and sour cream. So it's basically like... Baked potato toppings, I don't think that's for me.
1: I don't think so either. But then I'm like, that's probably something that when I ate it, was like, I'd be like, well, that's actually, <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, OK, then what's something that's missing or like underrepresented in the Boise food scene that we should maybe rally behind and promote as Boise's official food? Like, should we invent something here or or is, you know,
0: what what are we missing? What I was wondering about was an ice cream.
1: Mm.
2: This is where I was going to go to. Yes, I like this.
0: Ice cream can be, you know, elevated, interesting, different kinds of flavors. You can make it in lots of different places. You know, you could serve it on a high-end restaurant menu, but you could also serve it at the fancy freeze. So is there something that we could think of that would be particularly Idaho in the ice cream arena? Hmm.
1: I mean, Huckleberry, again, like, everybody's yeah. going to say that, but I don't feel like that's super voicey. That's more Idaho. Man, I don't know. Something something really... Okay, only because we ate that gross French fry, Idaho French fry <laughs> ice cream. That's all I can think about right now, too, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's is it fry sauce ice cream? Is somebody going to try and make a delicious oh, fry sauce ice no. cream?
0: Anyway, fry sauce is supposedly Utah. Right. So, I mean... <laughs> They've they claimed it, it hard. Yeah. So a fin- okay, a finger steak uh, inspired ice cream. I don't know. I don't know. So the still makes uh, an ice cream called Idaho Wilderness, which is berries and lavender. Which mm-hmm. I thought lavender mm-hmm. was interesting. It was nice. Yeah. yeah. They make uh, Delsa's makes uh, huckleberry, a honeysuckle ice cream. Fancy Freeze does have a huckleberry shake. They also have something that might be interesting to play around with, which is they have blended sodas. So you guys know, like, mm-hmm. the old-fashioned soda jerk, uh, yeah. soda fountain sodas. They make a North End, which is Coke, cranberry, and raspberry. They make a Table Rock, which is Coke, cranberry, and lime. Personally, mm-hmm. I love a Scotch and soda, which is Sprite, vanilla, and lemon, But it's super confusing if you don't know what a scotch and soda is because everybody thinks it's some kind of an alcohol drink. So maybe we could.
1: Scotch and soda is so good. Maybe
0: we could rebrand scotch and soda, which is very regional to like the Northwest. Maybe we could claim it and make like a super refreshing vanilla lemon sprite
2: beverage. I'm into that. I also, I like. Being in the sweets area in general, which I am always advocating for just like more, more sweets and more bakeries, just because I feel like it's just like we have such a a prominent like proximity to that with like our like huge sugar beet production here that I feel like there's like a lot of areas that we could go with sweet. Mm. And then also I think that maybe there's something like wine related, like a a red, like a good like red wine based like ice cream kind of thing does feel very, very Boise to me, too.
1: I have two submissions for this. And again, I don't know if these are actually possible to make, but um, the scone at the fair. And you know what I'm talking about? Everybody mm-hmm. else thinks a scone is this like hard triangle bread thing. But, he, you know, if you go to the fair, you get this like, giant flatbread fried with honey. I'm also wondering... known as an elephant ear. Yeah, yeah but I don't care for that. I don't care for that because oh. it feels like okay. a scone to me. So <laughs> okay. people call it elephant ears. But if you get an elephant ear, it has cherry or strawberry topping. It has whipped cream. And like I feel like the Idaho Idaho Fair scone is it's honey, maybe a dusting of power, powder sugar and butter. Okay. I'm wondering if you could, uh, sticking with the sweets, you know, like you said, lavender, could you get an essence of syringa? Our state flour it's a lilac it smells very very nice i wonder if you could use it for baking you could use it for ice cream that seems like something we could do regionally or i think you could make a morel ice cream that's very very good uh because you know morel uh, mushrooms actually mix fairly well into ice creams like i've had like you know you can make like a i've had a uh, vegan tofu and mushroom ice cream that you can't really tell that there's mushroom in it. it's just to kind of thicken it so yeah yeah Jocelyn's making a face like maybe this again is about to be shot down and not a great
0: idea. So maybe that's not possible. I just think I just think the selling of it is going to be tricky. I'm um, mushroom yeah. ice cream. Yeah. There's the there's a level of that that reads kind of like the French fry ice cream, which is you'll try it once because it's a novelty. But then you don't right. ever want to have it again. And so it's not like something you're looking forward to every time you go to the fair.
1: Yeah. OK, yeah. that's fair. Wait, you just wait till I open my booth. You just wait till you I open no my idea. my mushroom ice cream booth.
0: <laughs> okay, I've already applied
2: for the permits. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm going to just submit one other idea, which is the idea of a poutine. Mm. Now, poutine is very obviously Canadian, but it has things in it that I feel like we could... Segue into Idaho. First of all, we are at, you know, we do border Canada, so there'll probably be some trickle-down effect. You use uh, potatoes, obviously. Maybe it could be a tater tot poutine, and then you can top it with crumbled chorizo. You could use cheese curds from Ballard Farms, you could use all sorts of things, so it's kind of like a nachos. It's it's a bar snack, it's shareable, you can riff on it so you don't have to mm-hmm. always do the same thing. Basically what it's going to be is some form of potato with some kind of a sauce, with cheese, and then probably a meat. Hmm. In I there. I like
1: I, I like the idea of a Boise poutine. That's a really and yeah. you could do it with it, uh, instead of fries, you could do it with croquettas. Always going to come back to that for me. So <laughs> uh, I love that. I
0: think it's a poutine. I mean, if we've decided, we've now decided. All we have yeah. to figure out is how we're going to get it out there and get everybody doing it. Yeah. Boise,
1: you heard you heard the news. Uh, We're doing a poutine. Everybody, please hop on that. We need
2: investor. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Let me open this booth at the fair. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you both so much. And I can't wait to try both of your uh, your regional poutine. Thanks, Emma. Thank you. And before you go, we have an update on a story we covered a while back. According to the Idaho Capital Sun, Idaho potatoes could eventually be on their way to Japan. Reps from the Idaho Potato Commission and the Idaho Department of Ag traveled to Japan and met with officials there about opening Japanese markets to U.S. potatoes, and they say the trip was very productive. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not start your day with our Hey Boise newsletter? We'll be back tomorrow with more local stories from around the city. Bye.